Good morning, Kristen. Well, well, we're going to get started, Kristen, and we want to welcome everyone to another episode of Giants Do Fall. I'm Steve Greer. I'm Carla Greer. And we are thankful to be here on another's Lord's Day. And dear heart, we have a special guest with us. Who is this? This is Kristen Troy Greer. Wow, <laughs> that name sounds familiar. Who is she? <laughs> Our eldest daughter. <laughs> wow, well, we're going to have some fun with her today as we prepare to interview her in regards to uh, some of the uh, things she's been doing in life. And let us open up with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for the opportunity to share. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So, we have Kristen Joy Greer. Kristen Joy Greer, introduce yourself to the people and tell them your association with us and what you're doing and, and all that yeah. good stuff. Well, I'm associated by blood. Pastor Steve and Carla Greer are my parents. <laughs> and I'm the eldest of um, our three, a tribe of three. Um, and I'm just thankful to be on here. Thank you both for inviting me. Um, I am, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois. And yep, Shy Town. And I um I live currently in New York. So I am a been in New York now for a, a little while now. I'm almost a New Yorker, I guess. Um, but I uh, I'm an educator, I'm a high school principal, a teacher, a leader, a, a author, and um, as you all have already met my nephew, so I'm an auntie, a sister, and um, I'm so thankful to be here. You heard our heart when you moved to New York. How many years ago was that? <laughs> Coming up to seven years. Wow, she heard our heart. So, seven. Yeah, so dear, ask us some questions right now as we get ready to go forward. Well, Kristen, yeah, what's on. the favorite thing that you've been doing while you've been away? The favorite thing? Oh boy. Um, mm -hmm. Ooh, that's kind of tough. I don't know. Well, one That's of the things. One, one mm -hmm. of the things. Okay, so there's this spa that I absolutely love. And I try to get away and go to this spa. And it's like seven floors of just spa amazing. I can't tell anybody on here where that spot is because then you'll know where my spot is. So now I already have to find a new spot because a lot of people have already found it. <laughs> But um, that's my favorite things to do. Obviously, being on the East Coast, like, you know, Chicago has the best food. So I can't say it's the food. I know a lot of people would say that. But I think it's the the people that I've met, uh, the, you know, the experiences in New York. Um, it's just different. You know, being on the East Coast, there's so many places you can get to. There's lots of water, bridges, and um, I can get to beaches. It's not... We have that one lake, you know, in Chicago. But I think the East Coast, like, you know, going to the different states. Um, I love to travel. So that has been really fun. Well, one of the things that you had a chance to do was write a couple books. Yes. And I would love for you to talk about 
um, mm-hmm. your experience with these books. Absolutely. So yeah, about um, I would say August of 2000 and uh, I'm trying to think, was that 18? August of 2018, um, I had this uh, this vision that I believe God gave me on a, a movement centered around um, really living in peace. And so um, I had all these ideas and the first one I had to get off, which was just the journal. I'm a journaler. I'm a person that loves journaling. It's uh, therapeutic. It's cathartic. And so it, I thought, why not have a journal filled with scriptures of peace? For people that enjoy journaling and so the name of the the journal is literally i have peace <laughs> um, the journal you know and um it's really just an opportunity to do that so that was the first one and i actually launched that right on my birthday um yeah. in october yep and i got the opportunity to uh, speak at a conference a retreat in um pennsylvania and um, it was like a three-day retreat and a three-day conference. It was a women's conference. And I had, you know, I have t-shirts and merch and all that on my site at peaceperiod.com slash shop. So um, that Peace whole period. movement just started, yeah, shameless, <laughs> a shameless plug, okay? <laughs> shameless plug. Um, so that movement started, but to be honest with you all, like I had, as you as you both have shared your testimonies, even in my own life, there was just so much thing. There were so many things that were taking place that were causing just like anxiety, you know. And yes. I ended up um, accruing this vitamin iron deficiency and anemia, and just in New York, there's so many buildings and. I work in a school, so I'm in that building all day. So my vitamin D was low and I started to pick up depression-like symptoms. And I didn't know where it was coming from. I had fatigue where I couldn't move, I couldn't think. Um, And so riding the train from the Bronx to Brooklyn, which is an hour and 30 minutes, just so anybody anybody wants to know that. (laughs) It was an hour and 30 minute ride. I just had my phone. And I just allowed God to speak to me. And I started to write this devotional around peace. And it was really an opportunity for me to study how to get through this tough time. You know, um, mom, you being an amazing stroke survivor, dad, you being a kidney survivor, like all of those amazing things. This was all happening at the same time, you know, and then also leading a school in the middle of, um, of, of, one of the most um, underserved communities in Brooklyn, it was, there were just a lot of different pressures, you know? And so I wanted to just take that time. And so for 21 days, probably a little bit more, I wrote a devotional on the train right off of my phone. And it's called, I have peace, the devotional. Um, It's a 21 day peace journey. And it can be found, both of my books can be found on Amazon. Uh, under my moniker, Kristen Joy Greer, which is my actual name. Um, And also on my site, peaceperiod.com. And so that's how those books came about. Now, Kristen. Yes. You're amazing. Shout all of you all are amazing. Day seven on the 21 day journal. Yes. It's talked about pressed, but not depressed. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's a pretty good chapter. Elaborate a little mm-hmm. bit more on that for us. 
Yeah, so it's based on the scripture. We are hard pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. And I'm going to be honest, this was a time in my life where I was feeling crushed. You know, I was feeling like I was coming to a crushing, but I was reminded of this scripture. Even though it may feel hard, it feels like you're pressed in, you will not be crushed, Kristen. You will not be crushed. So I'm encouraging the readers that are reading this book to know a couple of things. When you hear the word depressed, we think of a medical or a mental, you know, illness or, you know, some sort of mental health concern. And different cultures, like my culture, African-American, if somebody says, I'm depressed, people are looking at you like, well, what's wrong? You need to go... You need to go to one of those head doctors, you know, like, you all right? You know, and it's kind of like a stigma sometimes. But the reality is the definition of to be depressed is to literally <laughs> to, to be without happiness, you know, and to be discontented. And um, and so this this whole day, day seven is dealing with take the stigma away. We're often pressed by our life experiences, our choices and our conditions. And we do have the privilege of choosing our happiness in those times. But the choice of being pressed sometimes is not our choice, right? But what we can choose is our own peace. And so I gave this analogy of of oranges, you know, for example. We don't think about this, but in order for an orange to actually bear orange juice, we have to press it. And so the orange is now pushed, pressed, and it almost seemingly seems crushed. But what it produces is fruit juice. And see, I think a lot of times we are dealing with these difficult things and we're not realizing the gold, the juice, the the amazing substance that's coming out of us. And so when we kind of go through that with peace, it's like, I know what the other side looks like. And if you keep reading that scripture, it talks about, you know, it may feel like it's hard, but there's gonna be a reward. There's gonna be greatness on the other side of this pressing. And that's day seven. So you feel the squeeze, the squeeze is coming. Yep. And to pour out the best juices. Mm-hmm. Dear honey, come on. Finish asking. Well, Kristen, mm-hmm. so when we, um, you've had some success with writing this book. It has ministered to uh, a lot of people. Have you had mm-hmm. some good feedback from this? <laughs> Um, yeah, I have. I've had people share a lot of their stories, you know, both um, publicly as well as privately. Um, I have someone that, uh, you know, wrote a review. Um, a lot of people were sending me private messages. And um, some people even just like there were people that were taking pictures as they were going through the devotional because what I didn't share is that the devotional uh, is actually, there's a day where there's a written, you know, things that I wrote, but then there's a scripture, there's a prayer, there's a declaration. And then there's this action of peace, which was really important to me is for us to really process and a place to write down what we're actually facing and what we're going through. So people were actually like sending, um, you know, like pictures of what they wrote to me as they were going through the 21 day challenge. And that's, how everyone was taking it. Like it was 21 days of me to like really hone in on my piece. And, you know, people were saying like this book, you know, brought them great delight daily. Uh, Someone even told me that they bought several copies, you know, to give to people. There were mental health therapists that were leaving, uh, buying the book and leaving it in their office. This was pre-COVID, you know, and and they were saying every time, you know, they're gonna extend this book to, to people. 
Um, and then one person has shared um, that they grew up in a, um, a Catholic institution and um, they were haunted by um, mm. growing up with the nuns and, you know, feeling like they were actually beating them at that time. Um, and they, this, the scriptures, the explanation, the devotional helped expose the abuse that this particular person had been going through. And um, they were saying that, you know, it allowed them to understand that peace, we don't have to work towards it. If we want it, it's already been given. And they were talking about how they just have to adopt it into their lives. And um, it was just really encouraging that, you know, and, and mom to really be able to hear people talking about this book. And, you know, I really wrote it about my own life. You know, like I wrote it about what I was facing and to see it being such a blessing to so many was really astonishing. Well, it sounds like you have wonderful uh, feedback and wonderful experiences from this book and from the writing of this book. Do you think you should have a follow-up? So, <laughs> I actually have already been working on a follow-up and um, just to like, yeah, this, this, this whole series, the first series of this peace period movement is really about having peace with yourself. Right. And so I kind of took a backwards approach. I started with a journal, then I went to a devotional, but I have news. I have peace. The book is actually <laughs> coming out. Um, and actually, mom, you were saying something to me like not too long ago, like you need to start working on that next book. And I didn't say much, but I have been working on it. Um, <laughs> I actually have been working on it since I released this first one, but you know, you have to kind of like, I don't know, there were more opportunities for me to be tested in everything, <laughs> everything that I wrote and then more opportunities for me to exercise peace. So, That's right. you know, it's going to be a bundle and um, everybody should definitely get ready. Be on the lookout. I'll be making an announcement, but I will be releasing a book this year. Now, will you be able to uh, tell some of the stories of the feedback mm -hmm. or you know, the mm -hmm. response that you got in your next book? Yes. And I, I, first of all, I'm really excited to do that. I'm really excited for people to give their real life stories in the next book. And oh, I'm wow. also going to have um, some mental health therapists and counselors um, to really delve into some of this stuff because the Peaceful Self book is really dealing with a lot of different things. It's dealing with, um, I'm sorry, the Peace with Self series. It's really dealing with the a lot of people have had childhood trauma that has never yes. really been dealt with and it just manifests and matures with you into something mm -hmm. greater. And so a lot of times people don't know why they were so angry or why they're feeling rejected or abandoned. And it really comes from something that happened in their, you know, their childhood. Um, and then there are people that may have gotten an illness, you know, right. um, I'm seeing that to be like a real thing, you know, like people are really going through their own thing. And especially after COVID, you know, like that really shook everybody's world. And they're talking about even with children that there's gonna have to be a lot of therapeutic supports for kids because of all the trauma they got to witness and see, you know, since, you know, this this pandemic had started. Um, and so I wanna incorporate real, like, I wanna connect biblical truth mm -hmm. with, you know, this this idea of like, there there's help for you. You know, like, it's not just only yes. read this book, Go pray. I think that's that's great. That's that's a part of it. 
But uh, even more part of it is to have a counselor, have a therapist. Some people have survival, survivor's guilt. You know, people have all kinds of uh, abuse that they've gone through and just challenges, you know, within yes. themselves, low self-esteem, negative self-talk. We're dealing with all of that, right? Whatever is going on internally, the secret things that people do not know about, this is what this book is going to be about. Wow. This mm-hmm. is great. <laughs> this <laughs> is a major overhaul. I mean, yes. this is really good. I'm so proud of you. This you, is mommy. great. And that you had the opportunity from mm-hmm. God to do something so mm-hmm. impactful. Wonderful. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, mommy. <laughs> you know something, Kristen, as we prepare to get ready to close, and then we're mm-hmm. going to ask you to pray. Uh, for the people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely want you to continue to talk about that uh, issue of having peace and connecting it with depression, mental illness, etc. Because mm-hmm. in our culture, uh, we don't like to face those issues. And that's going to be very helpful right. to a lot of people. In the Hebrew, the word for peace is shalom. Yeah. And so I even see that you got a chapter in there mm-hmm. for that also. But we do wish people uh, shalom over their mm-hmm. life and may they have more mm-hmm. peace may it be increasing well we right. thank you thank you girl yeah. Yeah, thank you and um, we want you to go ahead and close us out with a word of prayer mm-hmm. and uh, we'll do this again alright All right. well I first want to just say thank you mom and dad for having me and thank you for being so courageous to create this podcast and uh, p- pattern after your book Giants do fall. Um, and thank you for being great examples to me and to my siblings and even our nephew. <laughs> and my nephew and um, to all those that you come in contact with, you guys exude. And I actually put a, a dedicated this book to you all. And I just want you to know that all of the hard and difficult times you all have peacefully <laughs> walked over them and you all are both just a really significant inspiration. So I just wanted to say that and I'm sure all the listeners agree and they are appreciative. But let's pray. <laughs> um, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you so, so much for your goodness and your mercy. And God, for everyone that is listening to this podcast, I pray shalom, peace, the God kind of peace, the divine peace over their lives. So that every circumstance, every situation that will that will bring uh, depression, anxiety, uh, fear, uh, places of, of doubt. Lord, would you please invade, Lord God. We just ask, Lord, that, that you would cause, Lord, the ears of everyone listening, Lord, to be tuned in to your voice. And God, I just ask, Lord, that you will just continue to show yourself strong, within this uh, this this movement. And I pray, Lord, that the Giants, this this whole podcast, Giants Do Fall, will continue to prosper. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, thank you, Kristen. We Absolutely. love you. And love thank you, you for this great work. And remember this, Giants, giants do, do Fall. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kristen.
Well, good day and welcome to another episode of Giants Do Fall. I'm Steve Greer. And I'm Carla Greer. And we are excited. Boy, we're beyond excited to come with you with another episode to just encourage you and to inspire you and to make you remind you that Giants Do Fall. Well, dear, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the greatness of God. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. He's really great. Yes. Well, let's open up with a word of prayer. And then you'll read the scripture. Mm -hmm. And I'll pray. Okay. Okay. God, our Father, we bless your name. We thank you for grace and mercy. Oh, God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that you've given us to spread your word, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Now we pray now, Lord God, that we will remind the people of how great you are and how majestic you are in the land. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the greatness of God. Mm -hmm. Help us out. Help us out. Well, um, I can best help you out by reading a psalm of praise. And this is the psalm of David. And it is Psalm 145. So I'll read to you, I don't know, the first four verses. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and exalt your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commands your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. Tell of your mighty Mm -hmm. acts. Oh, wow. That's a mouthful right there. That is. That's a psalm of David. Yes. And David was really encouraging. and He was uplifting about the greatness of God. It's good. Yep. Do you believe that we understand today that God is great in the land that we're living in? Yes, I think we do. There's some of us who do, I would say. Yeah. He's a great God. He is. He's beyond great. He's beyond good. He's great and majestic. And I believe that we just have to keep telling society today. Yes. And then when it gets down there, it says from one generation to another generation, we'll speak Mm-hmm. Of your mighty works. Yep. Wow. Com- well, commend God. Commend Him. And and tell of His mighty, mighty works. Yep. You know that's part of our job. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. You know, you and I grew up in a certain period, a certain era, and we grew up knowing who God was. Yes. And that God was the center of our life, maybe since we were little, little people, and we just kept going and growing, and we passed it on to our children. Yes, we did. And I believe that's what we're supposed to do. Correct. So that they will know that God is great in their life. I I wonder, because it's from generation to generation, do you think we're still doing that today? Well, I think that somewhere the generations have gotten lost. Somewhere in some families, um... A majority of, of people, uh, children, um, they're adults now, young adults, they don't commend God. They don't think of his awesomeness. 
they don't tell of his mind works. And that's so sad. Yeah. Because that's what we're commanded to do, especially those of us who are believers. Yeah. And God is doing some great things in some of their lives, but they may not be giving God the credit. Yeah. And that is important. You know, that we see God is opening doors. He is the one that's making ways out of no ways. Well, he's, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I believe what has happened, sweetheart, is that we're educated, but I think we're an overeducated, but we forget about the simplicity mm-hmm. of what God is about and what he desires of our heart. Do you have a sense that when we talk to certain yeah, generations? Yeah, I think that... They forget that God has has really opened the way, opened our eyes, opened our hearts. And he's the one that does it. And that way, if we know that, then we're able to praise him. We're able to commend to the next generation God. David could say that when he said about praising him Mm -hmm. and lifting God up because David realized where he came from. Mm -hmm. I believe that a lot of us have forgotten where we've come from. Yeah, yeah. And they forgot about maybe how hard it was. But even when it was hard for their parents and their grandparents, they still gave God all the praise, all the glory. They gave him all the praise, all the glory, that past generation. Some of them knew how to go before God. They knew how to really get before God's presence. And it was their prayers Uh, that have affected us, that affected the future generations. It was their prayers that got us through. And that's what the Bible talks about. Yes. The generation to the next generation. And you said their prayers are the one that kept us and established us. Mm -hmm. And we have to bring that back into society. We have to bring that back into our family so that they will know that God is supreme in their life. How do you think we can do that? Especially, we live in a city now (laughs) that is just gone buck wild. Yeah. You know, and you talked about this generation and they seem like they have put God on the shelf. Yeah. Well, we just have to start anywhere. Just start somewhere. And we need to begin to praise God again. We need to worship him again. We need to have those prayer meetings. No one's here. I don't care. Call it something else. (laughs) Call it prayer, you know, extravaganza. I don't care. But we need to do the same things that we used to do. And that was get on our knees, get, get in our seats and pray and, and, and wait for the power of God to come upon us. Yeah, I really agree with that. I really definitely agree with that because yes. prayer is needed in the land. And I know people tell me, well, you got to do more than prayer. Look, begin somewhere. Stop trying to be all whatever. Prayer is always needed. The Bible says, Jesus said, men should always pray. Prayer is always in order. That's right. So I don't care if you begin in your house, like you said, get on your knees beside your bed. You know, I'm shocked, honey, that some of our young people don't even know the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And they need to start there. That's a place to start. And, you know, we know there are people who say, 
they've made a ministry just out of the Lord's Prayer. There's so much that you can get just out of it. But just keep it simple, you know, and pray the Lord's Prayer. Ask for His covering mm. every day, you know? Yes. And that's again, prayer, prayer, prayer. Do that simple thing. Pray, pray at night before you go to bed. Pray. We used to be taught to, before we even ate to pray. Yeah. I'm sorry to say I'm not trying to sound old-fashioned, but I'm being real. We have a generation that they don't even think about praying. Think about God. Think about here we go to a place to worship God yeah. and to honor God. Yeah, and it's important to have a house of worship. Why not? I know we can pray at home, but the Lord called us to go out to the house of God, to come into the house of God, and to worship Him, to put everything aside and close the door and worship the Lord, and then go back out and serve Him. Nothing wrong with that, but we must serve Him. Not serve ourselves only. <laughs> Not serve ourselves. Now, we're looking at the generation, generation. I don't blame the kids, sweetheart. I blame the generation, the parents, who have uh, forgot or just disregard who God is. All this teaching that we've been teaching and we're trying to tell people, this is how you can make it with God on your side. The parents have abandoned it. The parents have moved on to the side of it. If we had to tell parents right now, what would you tell them right now? Well, parents that have younger kids, I mean, it's just now's the time. Start now. Start um, studying. Start teaching them about who God is and how important God is in our lives. Why not start today? He's important. He's important in our lives. Yeah. You know, we were just talking earlier today about how you've got to be asking God for a hedge of protection because these streets are just crazy and it was prophetic from God to say we're in the last days and these things will arise and will come and then people are going to be turning away from the truth and the true living God and so we're living in those times today and I guess what we're talking about today to the parents let's talk again about parents so we got single mothers out there that are raising children. Mm -hmm. I saw it today that you felt real deep and kind of sad about raising boys. Tell me about that. Tell everybody about well, that. Well, I was looking at one woman in our congregation, a young woman, and I don't know that the young woman had boys from 16 all the way down to one. And there's like five or six of them. And I just looked at each one and I'm thinking, can she do this by herself? Mm. And then I heard the Lord say she doesn't have to do it by herself. Mm -hmm. And I thought about him. And I asked God, God, be a fence all around them. Lord, protect these boys. And the woman told me she was going to move out of the area. So her, so her boys would be safe. What does that mean? Mm. In Chicago, 
They're shooting. Mm. They're killing children. Children. They're shooting so wild that if a child is in the vicinity, they get killed. Sad. It's really sad. It is so sad that it really makes our hearts heavy. And that's why we want to talk about that today. To all single mothers, to all parents, you really need God to help you today. And and, and, and you just got to learn how to come back. Read them scriptures like you said, and to be able to know how to honor God. If you can give two more points to the people, what would you tell them today? Well, I would say that you need to get into the Word. Get into God's Word and just make up your mind that the Word is going to be your best friend. And I mean, you need to learn Psalm 91. You need Mm. to know that and know it inside out. And then also, you need to read and study. Study the Gospels. Study John and Romans. And of course, read Proverbs too, as well. But I would study. I would be in the Psalms. I would learn what God has to say to his children and the protection that is available to me because God loves me. And that's important. That's important. And and, and give me that other one. And then I would learn to worship, Mm. to become a worshiper. I would learn to love gospel music and music that uplifts God. And I would uh, just get comfortable with the music that honors God and that praise, uh, that praise that just lifts up the room, lifts up the house. And I would have that all throughout my house. And the Psalms is important. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. That right there is just really something. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. It says you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That alone tells you that, hey, if I abide here, I am protected. I will be cared for. Keep going. And then it says, I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Mm. I mean, who else would you trust when you have a God on your side? Give him all of your trust. And then it says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of a fowler and from the noisome, perilous pestilence. So you don't have to worry about what's around the corner or what's coming. He's going to deliver us. He's going to protect us from those things. Boom. Baby, that's it. (laughs) We coming to a close. That is a, ooh, that's some meat for you today. Yeah. That is some stuff you can really feast on. Isn't you it? need to take that rhema and you need to apply it to your life. You need to make it become logos and life inside of you. And you need to make it work 
in your life today. You said worship the yeah. word, and we talked earlier about prayer. About prayer. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is simple. This is for those of you that listen. Please pass it on generation to generation to generation. We have to be able to know how to go back to talking to God, praying to our Lord and Savior. He's the one that can help us. He's the one that can deliver us. Wow, I think we're going to close on that right there, sweetheart. And we're going to uh, close and we want to encourage your hearts. Thank you for listening to Giants Do Fall. You know, you ought to text us sometime. Let us know, hey, we listen. We were blessed by what you said. Text us. You know, we need to know if we can make any type of impact on these lines. And and we just want to be a blessing to you. And we thank God for this vehicle that we're able to present the gospel to Jesus. Sweetheart. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. We want to remind you that giants giants do do fall. fall. God God bless bless you. you.